Hello, and you are tuning in to Don't Overthink It, the podcast. I'm your host, serial entrepreneur, first-time mom, and straight shooter, Terrace Sherman. Every stage of life comes with its own set of challenges, and in each weekly episode, I will dive into the topics that are difficult to face. I'll be bringing you interviews from trailblazing guests, as well as healing-centered solo episodes. Life comes at you fast. Don't overthink it. Don't think about it too much, too much, too much, too much. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Overthink It, the podcast. I'm your host, Tara Sherman, and it is Motivational Monday, Money Making Monday, Marketing Monday, Cyber Monday, whatever title you want to give. Monday. Um, I always say it's one of my favorite days of the week because it gives a sense of a fresh start, a sense of newness, um, a sense of kicking things in the gear. Um, it's like a, a, a switch gets flipped and you know when Monday hits, it's time to make shit happen. Whether you're going back into the office, um, whether you have you know, kind of kicked it and enjoyed your weekend, especially with this being a holiday. I hope everyone had the opportunity to relax and really um, recharge and, you know, spend time with loved ones and, you know, eat some good food, um, even in the midst of everything that has that is happening in our world right now. Um, hope that you guys were safe about it. <laughs> hope that... Um, you adhere to social distancing, um, but that you still were able to find some joy this holiday. Um, I'm just completely on cloud nine. I am very, very happy to say the least. Um, so your girl got engaged. Okay, hold up. Um, I got engaged, so I'm very, oh, I'm very excited. Um, I'm very excited. I'm just like, I'm still speechless at how things are unraveling in my life right now. Um, And that's why I really wanted to take a second or really take my time with this episode and talk about, you know, the importance of focusing on yourself, focusing on self, you know, being self-aware, um, knowing what it means to exercise self-love, um, knowing what it means to, you know, discover things about yourself, knowing what makes you happy, knowing what makes you tick, knowing what your shortcomings are, knowing what you need to work on, um, just really, really being self-aware um because we are in life comes at you fast and i don't say that as a tagline i don't say that to be cute life really comes at you fast and so you know things would be going a certain way one day and shit can change very very fast um and it could change for the good or it can change for you know for worse 
And so that's why it's very important to be self-aware and to know, you know, who you are and, and the value that you bring into this world, because if not, you allow other people and outside sources and outside experiences to dictate how you show up in this world, to dictate who you think you are, to dictate what you deserve, you know, um, and to project their intentions and their motives and their agendas onto you. And they, shit, nine times out of ten, they don't fit you. And so it's really important. And I know this year has been a very, very tough year. Um, even for, you know, myself, a lot of things have happened in 2020 that were genuinely out of my control. And and I'm talking, you know, bigger than, you know, a lot of people have, have lost, have lost jobs. We have lost loved ones. Um, loved ones have gotten sick, um, you know, and, and facing this pandemic pandemic as a first time mom. Um, I think when everything shut down, my son may have been five months, you know, and so it's that, that fear already that being a first time mom brings, it's like, it's like an overwhelming fear. Um, and then to top it off with this pandemic, to top it off with things that are happening, you know, in our, in the lives of our family members and people that are close to us. And it's just been a really tough year. And so, but I think the, the overall theme of this year the most important thing that I've learned is to shit to focus on me and not in a selfish manner because I do have a family and I do still show up for my, you know, I show up in my home. I show up for my siblings. I show up for my parents. I show up for my grandparents and I'm still showing up, you know, for my friends. I'm still nurturing these relationships, um, but I'm able to do so in a way that is of service to all parties involved because I took the time to focus on self. Now, focusing on self, it ain't all cute because, you know, you expose a lot of things that ain't so good and, and that aren't so positive and, you know what I'm saying, that people don't really get to see on a daily, um, the, the shit that you really got to get in the trenches and you got to really work at and work hard on um, to get better. Like, I just expose myself, you know, I don't really got the best attitude. Ooh, child. But um but it's being self aware and knowing that, you know, identifying what that problem is so that you can focus your energy and your time on improving it. And so when you focus on yourself you realize a couple things. Number one is that what's for you is for you. And I I stress this because my story is very, um, who child, um, it's very rocky. I have a, a, a very rocky story, but what focusing on myself helped me to realize is that, you know, a lot of times we think things have happened, things are happening to us. But a lot of shit we volunteered for. A lot of shit we showed up for on our own. Nobody even had to send us an invitation. You know, a lot of times we set the table and we opened the door um, 
for certain situations that happen in our lives. And so focusing on self, it gives you that sense of accountability. You're accountable for the decisions that you are making. You are accountable for the, um, you know, the relationships that you're curating, the, um, the energy that you are putting out that's being reciprocated into your life. Um, you are responsible for the things that you're speaking that are manifesting themselves into your life. Um, you are responsible for the places that you show up to, you know, the places that we know we don't have no business being in. And so it's accountability, right? Now, on the flip side of that, you can be a good person and bad things still will happen. As life. Don't overthink it. It happens to everybody. Mother Teresa, Gandhi. <laughs> um, it happens. You're not exempt. Um, and that was the main purpose of this podcast. So if you've been following this podcast from the beginning, then you know me starting this podcast was a marketing tool for my book, On the Throne. That's how I started this podcast. Started off, the name of the podcast was The Crown Podcast. Um, and I launched in October of 2017. And the purpose was to talk about the journey to self-love and self-discovery. Um, because... We are suffering in, in, in silence and we have suffered in isolation. And so it was to share stories and to encourage, you know, women to walk in their truths, no matter what it looks like. Right. Because you only get one life. So you're not going to have a chance to redo none of this. Um, and you've never done it before. So it's a learning curve. Um, but focusing on self, it allows you to eliminate a lot of these outside sources, right? Who try to force their agendas on you, who try to force your, their timelines on you, what they think your life should look like, what they think you should be doing, what they think should be happening, and a lot of times it's not even malicious. It's, it's no ill intent behind it. It's just the nature of the beast. But what's for you is for you. Nothing, nobody can take that away from you. The only person who can get in the way of what's for you is you. And that's when you lack accountability, when you're not doing the work, when you're not in tune with what you should be doing, um, when you refuse to continue to put one foot in front of the other, when you refuse to grow, when you refuse to change. That's the only thing that can stop you. Because when you do the work on an internal level, Everything that you are supposed to have is attracted to you. And another thing, focusing on self does it it allows you to trust and 
God's timing. Like I said, don't allow yourself to be to be rushed. Um, I can think of so many times where I might have been somewhere and like I said, people don't it's it's not ill intent and somebody may have thrown out, you know, what they thought I should have been doing or, you know, what I should have had done by now or what wasn't a good fit for me and I go back home and I marinated on it and I was like, Well damn that that is a little bit beneath me, you know, or that is a little bit whatever and I don't need to be doing this. Somebody else's agenda. <laughs> Somebody else's timeline. Instead of, you know, allowing people to speak into your life and into your situation. Now, granted, not saying, you know, if you're getting coaching, if you are seeking counsel, you know, from a spiritual leader, from your pastor, um, if you are seeking advice or, you know, instruction from a mentor or a guy, not saying those people. Them people you want to listen to, especially if, you know what I'm saying, God, God put it on your heart to um, connect with them. You know what I'm saying? Those everyday people, you know, people in your, it could be people in your circle, people that you cross paths with daily, people that you work with. Um, everybody's going to tell you what they think you should do, who they think you should be. Hell, even who they think you should be with, who they think you should be friends with, who they think you should connect with. Um, and they all have their different reasons for giving this particular advice. But ultimately, you know, decisions are yours to make. And I say that this year, you know, it, it has, it's been tough, but it's had so, so much good in it. Because it forced you, if I think it forced everyone to kind of sit with themselves. Um, I won't even say everyone. Those who have like really been doing the work, it forced you to sit with yourself on another level. And I know I, I spoke of the season of isolation um, a couple of years ago. And, and every year, you know, God brings that back into my spirit. It's like the season of isolation, not where... You know, you are cut off from the world, but where you are just really isolated within yourself, um, meditating, connecting to, you know, connecting to God. Um, if your religion is different, you know, meditating, just just getting really in tune and really in alignment with divine connection. I'm just going to be clear. I connect with God. <laughs> so... Um, But it caused us to really embrace a season of isolation and a literal season too with, with the pandemic. But in that season, you know, I'm excited because we've gotten to see so many different businesses launched, so many passion projects have been pushed um, for the people who have done the work. So many people's businesses have leveled up. Some people have done it because they had more time. Some people did it because they didn't have a choice because they had to, you know, hurry up and, and do something that would generate additional income for themselves and their families. <clears throat> and I'm just ecstatic because um, I remember seeing something a few years ago and it was like uh, a year from now, we'll see who was really doing the work. And that's really what's happening. Um, in this time, um, people's hands are being exposed. 
And granted, I am not pushing work in the sense of, you know, entrepreneurship. You know, I'm not pushing work on people right now because so many people are facing mental health issues, depression, you know, people are grieving. So that's not what I mean when I say the work. I'm talking about on an internal level. You can tell who is doing the work. And it's funny because um, it's just funny because I know when I was, you know, younger, early 20s, I ain't gonna say early 20s, like mid 20s to late 20s, a lot of people pressed me about children. Um, and then the past year, year and a half, why are you gonna say year and a half? Past couple years, people have been pressing me about marriage. And um, people are giving their input based on, like I said, based on what they perceive should be happening, based on what they see, the side of yourself that you show. And I say the side of yourself that you show to these people because I think we all have a face that we show and then we have a face that is private, which for good reason, because it's still a work in progress. And it was just funny because everybody would try to press these things on me. And I can honestly say that um, prior to me, because like if I had had my son any time before when I did, I was not ready. And people thought I was ready from a career standpoint. And what people don't understand is that, um, and what people do understand, they understand it, because especially if they have children, is that it's not a, um, it's not a financial thing, right? Because even if, even if you are a rich mommy, poor mommy, like the emotional, like roller coaster. Emotional changes, should I say, that you go through from having a child. I feel like they're going to be consistent across the board. Um, motherhood is a multicultural, <laughs> multi-language speaking. I feel like, you know, a mother is a mother regardless of the background. And so the experiences of being a mother, while everyone's journey is different, um, there is a lot of similarities, especially with, you know, being a new mom, the process of carrying a child, the process of having a child, you know, the process of who am I after I have a child. And so when people were pressing, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, I got a little money, but I ain't trying to, you know, got <laughs> a couple dollars, but like, I'm still about me. I like to get up and go. I like to grab my stuff. I like to go. I like to work nonstop. I like to you know, I, there was a certain lifestyle that I was accustomed to. Yeah, I didn't have my child until so I was 29. So, you know, early 20s, you trying to figure it out. Late 20s, you know, you kind of narrowing it down. And then closer to 30, it's like the shit set in. And um, and I had my child September of my, of September when I was 29 years old. I turned 30 that January. So that's just to show you like pretty much how close it was. And then um, even with... You know, me, everyone's like, oh, you need to get married, you need to get married, you need to get married. Now, while what I can honestly say is I have an amazing partner, um, I, I literally could not have asked for a better partner, like, at all. I, I love my relationship. I love the life that we have built together. You know, 
Yeah, I, I just really don't have no the words for it to to describe like how. Long story short, God did this, okay. And so, but even with people pressing marriage, um, there was a lot of work that I had to do on myself um, because there's a certain way that I wanted to show up um, within a marriage. There's a certain way that I wanted to show up for my family, for my husband, for our child. Um, there's a certain way that I wanted to, to still be able to show up for myself. And um, and so everyone's like, oh, when you go get married, when you go get married, when you go get married. And that's why I did write a blog post on lifeandcouture.com and I'll share it in the comment section. But that's exactly why um, I keep saying there are two questions that, that people should stop asking women. Number one is when are you gonna have children? Because I, I suffer with PCOS, I suffer from infertility. I even thought I couldn't have children, right? Several uh, miscarriages, etc. And you stop asking people when they're gonna get married. Like people are healing themselves, people are trying to do the work, trying to get better. Because um, whereas back in the day, uh, I feel like there's another meme. I'm sorry, y'all. This is a lot of memes and shit quotes y'all be putting out, and they were trying to figure out why marriages don't last as long now as they did, you know, when our grandparents day and age and et cetera. And I think that the times are, um, are extremely different for one. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, especially like generations back, um, not to have a child, I could say it's probably easier to stay when you have children or multiple children. That's one. And then a financial aspect, you know, a lot of women weren't, weren't working at the time. So they were depending solely on their husbands to provide for their families, which a lot of women now, they work, they have their own money, they're able to take care of themselves, they're able to take care of their households. Um, and I, like I said, women, we have suffered in silence and suffered in isolation forever. And so I, I spend, and I, I'm thankful that I do spend a lot of time with my elders. I'm honored to have to be able to say that um, I was blessed to be able to grow up. I mean, my mom was a teen mom. And so as a teen mom, you are, I was, as a child of a teen mother, I was able to see several generations that came before me. And I was able to have that impact of, you know, their teachings and their guidance in my life for a longer period of time than most people are blessed to have. And so when I grew up, I grew up with my great grandparents. Um, and that's from both sides of my family. Like I lost my first great grandfather. Um, one of my great grandfathers, he passed before, I think before I was born. Um, another great grandfather, he passed when I was seven. Um, my great grandmothers, I had all the way up until, you know, high school and college. I lost one when I was 14, another my junior year in college. Um, and I lost one this year. And then, you know, I have one now and she's, you know, she's aging and, but I've had the honor to sit with each of these women and to learn their stories and to learn more about my history and learn more about, you know, where I came from. And that was so, it's, it's so, so important to me. Um, and I'm honored to have had the opportunity. I can't express that enough. Y'all probably said it 50 times. Um, but just to hear the difference 
the differences in what each of their marriages look like, their experiences as wives, their experiences as mothers. Um, and let me just say, times was different. Because uh, I'd have been short <laughs> a great-granddaddy at two or three. <laughs> but, um, but it's life. And so that's, I think it's, it's important that we learn from people that have come before us. And that we don't discount their lives. And even though times have changed, it's so much to be, so much to take away and to implement from the people that have come before us. And with the times being different, like we we could not have survived. I don't care what y'all say, how tough you think you are. Um, it was a different level of strength that was required from the generation's prior to ours and I don't even know if I want to call it strength it was a different level of survival um and each generation is supposed to get better in the sense of more opportunities more freedom um being able to you know exercise more rights and um I think that we're doing that um even now you know we had so many different thriving black communities back in the day. Um, so many massacres and, you know, different systems were put into place so that those communities no, are no longer in existence. But now you're seeing more and more that, you know, black people are building and they are creating businesses and they're creating generational wealth and they are, they're exercising their rights, they're speaking up, they're protesting. We are, we in this thing. We here to stay. We are making our mark. And we are letting people know that shit, y'all want us gone, but we here to stay. Like, and I think it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And so for this episode, that's all. I just kind of wanted to give you some encouragement. You know, I know um, we just came off the holiday. Holidays can be like the toss of a coin. Um, it can be extremely sad for those of us who are not able to connect with our families who are used to being able to do so. It can be really sad, especially not. It can be. Um, it's a time of additional grief for those of us who have lost people who are special to us. Um, and we've gotten through Thanksgiving. Thank God we got through Thanksgiving. Um, I actually had a good Thanksgiving, but I know a lot of people are like wiping the sweat from their brows. Like, whoo, relief that we got through that. But, you know, Christmas is coming up. You know, holidays are, are coming up. And I just want you to go into this next month. We're in the last day of, of November. I really want you to go into this next month just knowing that, you know, you... You are valuable and what you contribute to the world is valuable and it is important to do things your way. We don't need carbon copies. We don't need, you know, monkey see, monkey do. We need you. Um, and it's important to stay in good mental health. Do the things, even the small things, do the things that make you happy. Take a trip to Target. If you don't got no money to buy nothing from Target, just walk around. I'm telling you, it's therapy. No, it's 
But just do small things, you know. Take a trip to the coffee, to to Starbucks, to Dunkin' Donuts, to your local coffee house, you know. Buy the coffee, sit in your car, listen to your favorite songs, listen to your favorite podcast. Shameless plug. <laughs> listen to, um, you know, watch some YouTube videos. I have, I've done it. You know, we spent a good chunk of our time this year in Michigan taking care of loved ones. Um, and sometimes I would just go to the coffee shop and I would sit in the car and I would get on YouTube and watch like, you know, my Real Housewives of Atlanta shows or, you know, my Judge Mathis, whatever. Just do the small things that are going to make you happy and that are going to keep you in good health. And um, in terms of the people that you have around you, not necessarily yes people, but keep people who are um, contributing positively to your well-being, to your health, to your mental health, to how you show up, to your attitude, to girl, you need to check yourself because uh, that ain't it, you know? And that's all I had to say. It's Monday. We got a new week. We got through a holiday. For those of you who are working diligently right now to package your Black Friday sales, to those of you who are, you know, working diligently on Cyber Monday, um, I just want to say keep going, keep pushing. I am proud of you. If nobody told you that, you are busting your ass. You're doing some good work. We need you. And so I want to thank you guys for continuing to tune into Don't Overthink It, the podcast. Please follow at Life and Couture on YouTube, which is the actual platform that houses this podcast. But for my personal page, please follow at Tara Sherman on Instagram. And until next time, guys, have a great week.